0: Yeah, look, I'm not saying it was your fault (laughs) I don't know if it was your fault I don't know if it was my fault I will say that last week was the only time I've done it on my mobile phone what's your excuse?
1: my excuse is you did it on your mobile phone no (laughs) um, my excuse is I'm a piece of shit with technology and don't really know what I'm doing so obviously when I changed over to my microphone it went nah you can get fucked I was like alright I'll get fucked then I'll just talk to myself for an hour and people send me messages going um did you know and at first I was like oh no someone failed to listen properly and I was like oh no I failed to record properly
0: yeah and then and then I was getting messages oh hey I listened to like the first 20 minutes and the rest was shit because it was just Michael going ah (laughs) ah uh mm, uh, uh huh yeah
1: yeah uh huh yeah look (laughs) I think the winner has to go out
0: average 40k average guys average podcast
1: average Average technology skills i think the one has to go out to to my mate theo sent me a message he goes i managed to listen to the the podcast just before you pulled it down was still a half decent show pun included i was just like oh dude don't do me like this don't do me like this like as a fellow fellow teacher don't don't go throw me in there take two Uh, um, um, actually, yeah, take oops. two, and
0: I don't, I don't think we should actually stop, um, because I think we also had a mention not to put that rain noises Yeah,
1: it's too loud. I, I've it's... had someone send me a sound bite for a, another time, um, so I'm just gonna go, there you go. Oh, look at that storm. Look at that storm. Marge, the rains are here. Marge! <laughs> March. They to show, show my age there with the old McCain ads, but... Uh, do you have a beer? Yeah, look, I no, I do not have a beer because I'm a real adult. I have a delicious recorded strawberry and lime cider because I'm a fucking sissy. Well, cheers. Cheers. I have
0: a red wine. Uh, yeah, cheers. Um, or as they say in Holland, Bruderline. Um uh, All right, you get to do the intro, even though like you did the intro last week. And Well, actually, people got to hear the intro. But yeah,
1: that's, this is true. That's this kind is of true.
0: all they got to hear. So anyway, welcome everyone to episode 5, the reup. up um, <laughs> as, as I said, average guys, Version 2.0. Our modus operandi is average guys, average 40k. And average, average po- average, average, just about podcast. everywhere else, but to be honest. <laughs> speaking of average... I think we've just leveled up. I think we've we've just hit level one because we actually have
1: sponsors. Sponsors?
0: Sponsors, yes. Um, um, you go
1: first. I, I, yeah, I'm going to go first because this is this is someone I've got a, a long-term relationship with, both first as a friend, then as someone who could play. What if these Titans played on the table because we both had the Titans? And now as my friend, the lurking gaming store owner... Jonathan Horrigan out of Irresistible Force Tanamera in Queensland. He has very, very kindly agreed to come on board and help supply us with a little bit of cash to help the costs that we have already incurred because the programs and websites we use, we've already hit the, the maximum amount for the free trial given our prolific rate of recording podcast. So he has generously jumped on board to to assist us with those costs as we do this passion project. And I'm sure he's going to, look after us on the podcast and give me give me a few ways that I can get the people out there to support John who's a fantastic guy has grown a fantastic store with you know within I think 18 months ago opened up his second store oh, so wow. he's now got one on Logan one of the Gold Coast and Burley which I think Scott White who is the legend who painted my Harlequin Army for the best price I have ever paid who he does a lot of work there I'm not sure if he runs it I haven't checked in with him he's over in bloody the Netherlands right now playing Age of Sigma for Team Australia so up the boys and hop Holland just because that's where I go but yeah It's War Force has oh. jumped on board as one half of our of our sponsors And, so and what, Benny Boy what, you got someone from SA yeah what, what does he sell though obviously he sells uh, G-Dubs oh he he has the largest selection of Warhammer product outside of a GameStop shop store at least in Queensland possibly in the southern hemisphere his stock you just feel like you're walking into a GameStop shop store He's got Flames of War. He's got War Machine Hordes. He's got Reaper. He's got board games. He's got Magic. He's got Yu-Gi-Oh. Like he, his his store started as one store, then got a second room, then got a third room, and now has a fourth room in the one kind of complex area. So there's there's like a designated card game section. There's a designated paint and board game section. There's a designated hobby and like scenery kind of uh, basing section, and then there's a whole another room. Which has about twenty tables. We last year we did a lot of our ATC practice at his store. So I just said to him, "Hey, can we come in?" He's made sure we had tables. The tables full of WTC terrain ready to go. Um, fantastic bloke sells just about everything you want. And yeah, if you're in Queensland, he's he's my go-to. He does does a lovely little discount, but more importantly, gives back to the community so much. And that's why, regardless of if I can find prices cheaper elsewhere, sometimes he's he's the one I'll stay loyal yeah, to. Yeah, man,
0: we don't need that, obviously. Um, Of which... uh, And you got uh, one for us too. Dragon's Lair, St. So, Phil Wessels, and if you are a... If you went to Uprising uh, this year, uh, you would have seen his uh, little pop-up shop down the front near the uh, TO's desk. Um, Yes. He He sponsored last year uh, too, didn't he? He pretty much sponsors anything that is uh, Uprising circuit related. So... The Adam Napier, Josh and Gilkey, Simon Vickers Trio, he puts a lot of weight, a lot of price support behind all those events, um, he is a fellow Yabby Hunter, and, uh, you know, not, another, not one. another one, not another one, um, but, uh, yeah, look, he, um, I've just bought a whole heap of secondhand Eldar off him, by, bought, I mean, acquired without paying for it yet, um, You know, it'll happen. (laughs) (laughs) The afterpay one day. I actually haven't picked it up yet, but we have a gentleman's agreement in place. Um, Yeah, and look, Phil stocks G Dubs, Squidmar, um, big Magic the Gathering um, type. You know, there's
1: it's a big big money winner, isn't it? There's
0: always MTG going on in his shop, taking up our valuable forty k space, and there's a massive Blood Bowl community (laughs) that gets around his shop. Um, but look, Phil Wessels, Ooh. absolute champion of a bloke. Uh, going to Terracon with him. Uh, not with him, but uh, we'll be at Terracon. And, and he'll be there and I will be Alongside there too. <laughs> so We'll be there at the same time. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, thank you to our sponsors. We will plug you each episode. Not to that extent, but just reminding our supporters to support those who support us. And if you do buy something, just say The Gathering Storm so that they can feel like they've got something in return
1: yeah exactly I know John's going to organize I think affiliate link I've said to him look we're not here for money but if, if you can tell us how much our supporters yeah. are supporting you that would mean a lot to us you know we talk about network we talk about community this is us receiving it yeah. and then trying to give it on in action yep. all at the same absolutely. time absolutely um, I- so my question to you this week Ben is did you do your homework or are you going to have detention with Mr. Minches?
0: I have detention with Mister Minches. However, I think that our listenership would have seen a fair bit of tenth out on the uh, out on the webs because the rules were leaked. Yeah,
1: wonder. Did did you get a copy of those rules somehow, Magic? I
0: got four copies of those rules that morning, (laughs) Michael, and I think i think part of the joke was everyone comparing how many copies they got and that just goes back to community doesn't it when you've got yeah. people thinking of people and hey i've got these rules i was actually able to pass them on to someone that
1: didn't have them and they thought i was top shit so oh yeah it's nice that feeling i had half a dozen people go how did you get this and i was like What well, actually oh, some- someone sent it to me and i was like oh cool thanks yeah, no, no. send send send
0: we finally got our NDA
1: with G-dubs and we just broke it. <laughs> no, look, that's... Imagine that. Oh. I was, was going to say something quite got... mean to a, a former podcast slash member of a certain group in America, but I'll, I'll keep my mouth closed and not earn the ire of anyone at this young, burgeoning age of our uh, podcast. So, yeah, is 10th is coming. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about there, Benjamin. 10th. sure it was Art of War. <laughs> On 10th. Focusing on That's tenth it. now for the tenth, on ten. for the tenth uh, yeah, time. yeah, they had that they had that battle report was it yesterday Haven't where they it. leaked a whole like me That I just had people messaging and saw things pop in groups, they leaked a whole heap of data sheets and I saw someone was talking to me about the lion and how he's like stupid good, like, yeah, let's give a Primark a two up armor seven, a three up invo and a 4 plus minute you know, paint against mortals and I was like Cool, yep. <sighs> Can't wait to never ever kill him.
0: Well, wow i I have been living Warhammer life balance this past week, not doing my homework from Mr. Minch's
1: shock horror, just like the um, students I teach.
0: I am just as like as the students you teach. I do need to put more time into my hobby, but um, life we, gets in the way we We talk about dad balance. I know your son was sick for most of the week.
1: He's still sick He he's, he's sick. gone from he's gone from chest infection to ear infection to cold to teething so it's the poor little guy he's an absolute trooper though my had a friend of mine come around this afternoon jimmy and he just helped out just like help look after him while i made dinner did some meal prep you know cleaned up tried to tried to make sure that i was pulling my weight in regards to the relationship and having a friend come around was huge but he's he's been struggling so my my warhammer life balance has been a bit of an extreme i um done more on the work side of warhammer than i have on the the leisure side talking to people seeing if there's anything i can organize for them or anything like that so yeah look homework is is the thing that we try and do and if we don't that's fine you and i have the ability to elaborately and eloquently talk crap for hours on end let alone the 40 to 50 minutes we have for each episode
0: yeah well and fortunately my daughter has not been Unwell. Um, she's had a couple of rough nights uh, sleep. I've had a big end of month, so you know it's the 2nd of June today. And uh, end of month's a big closure for me. You know, I had an RTT uh, a couple of weeks ago, and I'm not sure if that made it to the last episode, but uh, a very quick recap. <laughs> I went one and two. Uh, my first game was against a lovely chap called Simon Hansen and his Iron Hands. It was uh, a really janky list. Um, I'm not calling it a win, I'm calling it a draw. And Simon, if you're listening, it was a great game and may all our games be that good. Second game was into Peter Hatcliffe and his nids. Uh, That was a three point loss. Serves me right for winning the first game by three points. (laughs) The third game I went into Chaos Demons with a lot of inexperience and probably just had a bit of that third game fatigue and lost 96-65. Um, but, you know, there was the Chaos Demons element too. Um, and Sunday morning I fly out to Darwin until Wednesday next week for work, and then I come home Wednesday, and then I drive off to Naracourt for Terracon, so a two-day GT.
1: Last one of ninth.
0: Last tournament of ninth. It's the big hurrah. For you at least, Last yeah. hurrah. Yeah, there's a good retinue of Vicks coming over, and I think we covered this on the last episode. You were rattling off a few names, obviously. Big Soley is one of them.
1: Yeah, uh, Augustus Heberwhite, Stewie Trainer, Jeremy Martino, Cindy Beck, like just going through the, the heavy hitters I know. Uh, Lawrence, maybe, from the ATC team. He did really really well. Maybe Dylan Cowan's going. I'm just just literally going through the, AT, the ATC team now. But, yeah, I think it's one of the last big ones for, for ninth. I know we've got one up here in Queensland in two weeks time next weekend maybe it might even be next weekend same as you all I know is that I'm not going my lovely partner has had a retreat booked in for about four months now and, I, and as soon as oh look as soon as she she doesn't go enough so I've always said to her if you ever get the opportunity book it in I don't care if I've got something on I'll either find a way to make it work or I will make sure you get to go because you are lovely enough so to me do my hobby when she gets back Is when you ask if you can go to Uprising. Oh, look, that's a very, very slow burn. Yeah, that's a. No, no, but that's when you
0: plant the seed. Plant the seed.
1: We'll wait till after a birthday when I blow her mind with a birthday. That's.
0: I'm glad you said her mind and birthday, because you said blow her. Anyway. um, Needs must, yeah? Needs must. (laughs) Needs must. Um, so, yeah, look, um, I, I'm actually going to ask the listenership, can you go to the Facebook page, and can you put in your best or favourite element of 9th? Let's get some discussion going. What did you like about 9th? What was your fondest memory? Okay, don't write what you hate, because we all know what we hate. We all hate anything that isn't good enough for us, but what was good enough.
1: I like that. I like that. And I'm I'm going to add a little bit on there from, from a sad part for myself. What's one thing you might miss from 9th so from everything you've seen from 10th what's one thing you might miss from 9th because I know for me again I don't know who heard on the podcast last week this is very much I don't know do you know we'll say it anyway the way the psychic phase is changing for my very very psychic knife-eared boys and girls does concern me so I think I'm, I honestly think I'm going to miss the psychic phase I think those of us who had a psychic phase enjoyed the tactical element of it as well uh, Let's see turn the something game around Oh, if unless you thousand suns, you like, I'm just gonna deal thirty mortal wounds and laugh as you do nothing in turn. But for someone who's like, I need rerolls to hit here, rerolls to wound here, I need to feel no pain here, I need plus two to cast and deny here, I need plus two to charge here, like all the little, little bits. Yeah, it's definitely gonna be, definitely gonna be a miss for me. And then, yeah, what you're excited about for, for tenth edition?
0: Well, um, I'll, I'll lead that said threat. I'm gonna say Take it away, uh, Benny. my biggest. My best memory of 9th was getting into the competitive scene locally and starting this podcast. And none of that relates to any stupid stat on any stupid mini or any data slate or any arcs of omen, nephilim, whatever. It was me coming into the the competitive scene. So anyway,
1: 10th. Look, 10th. All right, look... I could talk about my, my knife here, boys, for days and days and days. I'm just going to do uh, literally too long, don't read, recap of, of my boys. I'm going to break it down really easy. Yeah. Some cool things about Eldar, some things I'm really excited for. We get expert crafters. We get, which is reroll one hit, one wound for everybody. You know, that attacks, which is fantastic. We get 12 strand of fate dice at the beginning, and you can reroll losing dice Farseers are definitely much more of a supporting role than damage output. Guardians look cool because they're going to give you CP back. Uh, Fire Prism tank looks like it actually does some damage for once, which is nice. And we have the Fire and Fade, which is wicked. Absolutely wicked. And with the Fire and Fade, we've got this fantastic, fantastic ability to potentially, from what I've seen, have jet bikes moving 16 inches after they shoot. But that's a too long don't read for Eldar. Um, the thing I'm actually more excited for now is potential model releases. I've heard a rumor. I don't hold much stock in rumors, but when someone said new Aspect Warriors for Eldar, I did have to did have to pay attention. So I've heard a rumor that there might be a new box. Looks like it could be striking Scorpions and a Kiltian box, which makes perfect sense to me. If they come out, you're always going to get probably 15 new striking scorpions just because he's got a problem
0: you don't have a problem Michael you have a condition
1: I was going to say I have solutions
0: because I've got ways to solve the problem but (laughs) you have gas games acquisition
1: syndrome (laughs) my partner would agree with you but without the acronym Uh. but yeah that's that's how the Eldar boys are looking up 10th edition, I'm actually, I'm pretty sure they're doing a battle report for them tomorrow. Now, I typically don't really dive too much into what I see in here, but the second I hear Eldar battle report, data sheets, probably going to keep a pretty close eye on it just to uh, see what I might might need to get pushed into production for painting or start to get excited about or Well, pre- you are a production
0: f- specialist, then if you're going to maintain that you need to need to know the things
1: I need to be up on it it is it is definitely something I want to make sure I'm up and up on though when bloody I saw the GSE one come out Ben and I saw the fact that they just get units back I was like you know what maybe the 100 neophytes I sent Ben isn't enough
0: maybe it is I I, think isn't I heard Eric Lethuris rejoicing
1: from South Australia. Oh, look, I I commented on his his new venture, Alien Majesty, and I was just like, dude, this is going to be absolutely wicked. And I'm I'm fortunate enough that as a somewhat average forty k player, when I do take the dive with GSC, I will pack up my GSC army, go around to Eric's house, and go break me and build me back up to make this work.
0: Yeah. So the The good thing about 10th is we're not in the midst of a pandemic on its release. So 9th dropped just as COVID hit. Yes. We all had plenty of time to read our rules and paint our models, but not get the games in unless you're a sucker for TTS, which I'm not. Um, To me, TTS just kills the game. Um,
1: Yeah, or you like the spicy cough a lot. <laughs> yeah. The cough
0: Yeah, I'm more the uh, you know I I like to look my opponent in the eye and feel a bit of the emotion that that happens on a on a tabletop game. But tenth edition and yes, I failed to do my homework. <laughs> but tenth to me is a is a good chance to reset. Um, I was chatting to a, a an absolute champion of the game and uh, he said it would be the Wild West to begin with. And I think that's really good because no player is ever going to be a great deal better than the next. I think those that have the inherent 40k ability will have advantage, but it is a chance for everyone to stop, read the rules, read your index, have a look at your model collection, call it your toolbox, pull things out that look really good, push things aside that don't, and then just start to look at what is good. Get onto your forums, get onto your networks, start, just start pulling the things out that look good, because sometimes that can be the biggest challenge is We've only got the toolbox we can work with, but we need to know what in our toolbox is relevant. Like a plumber that carries around 10 kilos of tools is only going to bring the ones that he's going to use on the job. So yeah, let's apply
1: that analogy with our hammers. Look, use a hammer to get better at hammers. I dig it. I think the the joy I had back when 8th edition dropped was the indexes and everyone being on the same playing field at the very beginning before you get your codexes dropped and trust me we need codexes we need them if Games Workshop could drop all the codexes in you know three weeks that would be fantastic but it's never going to happen but when the indexes dropped in 8th edition I remember I lived close to a man of mine Mark I drove around his place a couple of nights a week and we just put, put an army on the table played it if you won, you lost, it's matter you made changes, tried something new, tried something new, you'd come across, oh, this worked, and then two games later, your mates found a way to beat it because of the index they ever started to explore it. And there was, there was a pipe dream at one stage of me running 12 night spinners and laughing maniacally as I just blasted away at everyone, just going like, pew, 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 you can't see me, I'm just going to shoot you to death and it's going to be glorious. But then the rule three came out and I had already bought seven night spinners and I was a very sad boy. So, yeah, I like what you're saying, there, Ben. It's gonna, it's gonna come out. There will be those, you know, those few rare people who are just so, so good at the game they'll be able to pick it up, read it, and go, "This will be amazing," and they'll be right. And there'll be people like you and me, Ben, who go, "This looks amazing," and they will put it on the table and go, "Ah, back into the cupboard you go." see
0: I'm, I'm at a bit of a loss. I've got this four-hour flight to Darwin on Sunday morning. Now I've got my copy of Leviathan, but I've also got a GT the following week, <laughs> so I don't want to read the rules cover to cover on this flight, and <laughs> then get to the GT and be like, oh hang on, Battleshock, uh, oh no hang on, hang on. Ninth edition, ninth, ninth edition, so I'm, I'm at a bit of an impasse to a, a, of, of what I'm going to read on that flight. I, I did get the current Eldar Codex as part of a, a second hand purchase. Um, I'm thinking I might read the Eldar Codex cover to cover and literally circle with a pen because it's going to be worthless what I think is good and then compare it to what happens with the index.
1: Ah, oh, um, okay. Okay. So maybe like just picking out your favorite yeah. units, your favorite. Yeah. We know the stratagems was, are, are getting cut drastically. Oh, so. yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Look, World Eaters was the, the litmus test, it was the preview of 10th. And. Look, it was fantastic. I uh, still couldn't justify spending $55 on the data cards when you could just photocopy that one page and oh. cut it out of the book. Oh. Um, but, you know, some people just have to have the things.
1: Um, Don't you look at me in that tone of voice.
0: I. Some of us just have to have the things. Um, and look, tell a lie... No, I won't tell a lie. I did buy the data cards. So. <laughs> I didn't buy them.
1: Actually, yes, I did. Yes, it's funny, fun though, because... Because
0: I didn't like my photocopy. I didn't feel like they looked
1: professional enough, so... Ah, uh, see, I, I even went, when I uh, got my Imperial Knights up and running, it didn't come in data cards, and I was like, well, I'm probably not going to use them that much. So I went through and I meticulously typed out onto palm cards, their data, their stratagem cards and then glued them onto red cardboard and was like, ta-da! And yes, I'm a teacher, and you would think that, oh, must be amazing at laminating and cutting. I'm a terrible teacher, so no, I was not. And they were wonky, and there were little bits of words cut off, and I was just like, maybe next time I will just buy the uh, the data cards. Just buy the data cards.
0: Um, yeah. Buy them from your uh,
1: friends. Friend from- or Loki? Friend the Loki gaming store? Irresistible Force? Yeah,
0: well, I, I bought mine from... Uh- Dragon's Lair, St. Mary's I think uh, um, that's the good thing about Phil if I know he's going to be at a tournament I'll I'll message <laughs> him on Facebook oh hey, um, I need this codex I need these data cards do you have a dice tray and do you have World Eater's dice and he's like yes, 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 I'll bring
1: it all cool yeah, sweet, yeah, I mean I'm super fortunate here's the Super It's now an 11 minute drive from my house fucking nerd did so, 100%, 100%. I mean, ATC was literally held across the road from Mirrors of Still Force, and I timed that drive too. But yeah, having someone so close, I and John knows me. I'll message him, be like, hey, dude, I want this. Do you have it? He goes, yep, I'll put it behind the counter. I go, sweet, I'll just go pick it up. But when 10th drops, it's, it's an interesting time for me because I'm currently sitting here and I don't think there's much more I can do with my Eldar. It pains me to admit it. You should buy more. No, oh, don't, don't. I had people tag me in a post that Jack Kennard put up, thousand dollars. Oh, I saw that. Galaxy. I saw like, that.
0: I saw that.
1: <laughs> oh. I had one person tag me and three people message me, going like, "Oh, do you need anything?" And I was like, "No, no I don't." Yes. Yes. But there's yes, ten Hailing banshees for seventy dollars, and I only have twenty five howling banshees, so maybe I need to buy ten Hailing banshees for the the five that I need. But you know, I didn't. I definitely didn't look through it. Oh, so the Eldar are complete the harlequins are complete. The power of christ
0: compels you the power mm. of christ compels you the
1: power of plastic crack compels me that's that's the power that's compelling me but the harlequins are complete imperial knights look i've got enough knights i don't have any of the bigger four ones but that's a later day problem uh, space marines are done because i don't want to paint anymore Gene still a cult I don't know, you tell me, Ben. What am, what am I missing for Genes to the Cold? What other models do I need to send you to get painted?
0: Yeah, so I've got some Eldar that just uh, arrived, <laughs> which I'm slowly looking through. Um, and I need to put some uh, Storm Shields and, and jetpacks onto some Vanguard Veterans for my uh, Terracon list. Sorry, did I just avoid a question there?
1: Or? Don't know what you're talking about. I said, you know that GSC horde that I've sent you to get painted? aside from the six characters next to neophytes I've got up here package ready to send down with a little cat you know a little surprise present for you I mean how many Ridge Runners do you have at yours for me how many trucks you have I know I've got a friend building got like some
0: four five trucks I think i got one Ridge Runner
1: uh, I thought it was two
0: I don't know They're, I have this
1: <laughs> it's just in a box sitting there
0: with Michael written on it <laughs> um, I think the cat peed on it um <laughs> I'm, yeah. I'm
1: kidding. Look, if that, and Ben's nickname also coincidentally happens to be The Cat, so for those of us playing at home, we know who peed on the uh, the giant pile of GSC. On some positive note, Ben, I've got a mate building small Atlan Jackals for me, so look forward to getting um, them in a, in a future post, because so, I need 30 of them. and So I think the Gene Stealer cult has everything you, I need. You're going to understand what speed painting
0: really looks like.
1: Uh, yeah, probably, but it comes to that, stage for me is i i have an army that i'm about to a friend's about to start commission painting for me and that's that tau army which is already like i've literally i don't think there's much else i need for that either so Neither. when it comes to oh, stop it stop it i am i am like a recovering alcoholic who only needs someone to go maybe and i'll be you drunk need 100 so crew.
0: you need a hundred crew
1: i have a hundred crew you
0: need a hundred more
1: <laughs> I've seen that list I was tempted to run that list but I'll wait <laughs> to 10 so for me I actually I was talking up to up sec, up sec, up sec. stop it I was talking to a friend today um, goes by the name of Hayden Walduck. you might have heard of him once or twice but he is one of the oh, ducky. yeah one of the members of Ethos uh, I was talking to him about their commission painting because I've, I've seen Duck's work up close and personal and it's phenomenal all three of them who paint for ethos i've seen it all and it's just absolutely stunning but i am about 100 pages away from finishing the night lords soul hunter trilogy for the 10th time and every time i read it i just go i just want to make this this is an army i don't care how it plays on the table i just want this because it looks and sounds freaking cool so for 10th i may be sub-assembling some Nightlord's Lord's Cow Space Marines and sending them to duck to go hey can you make these look absolutely baller and then I will have a fantastically themed incredibly painted modeled somewhat barely passable army to take to a tournament and just get gutter stomped with
0: gutter stomped I like that curb stomped is my preferred nomenclature
1: yeah so that's so, my plans for 10th is do something cool do something
0: no, cool minus. to be less average Mine is to level up from average, which is the whole purpose of this podcast.
1: So we're going from average to slightly
0: above average. Slightly above average, like upper middle class.
1: All right. So what, let, let's let's dive into that. What does that look like for you? Like you're someone who can go one and two in RTT, or can go three one one at a GT. Like what's what's if you had to say what, what's your kind of average win loss draw record? Average. Yeah, for a five round event.
0: Okay. So for an eight round event, it was four four. Okay. I've not played a five. I've only oh, okay. played threes. Yep. And my you kind of
1: fluctuate between the two, don't you?
0: Yeah, it's kind of it's either one two or two one. Yeah. I've okay. I've never gone clean sweep, and I've never podiumed. Yeah, um, okay. So I had my anniversary of 12 months in the competitive scene, uh, and that was this RTT. And going back to our first episode with myself awareness of trying to score 70 at a minimum. I got uh, an 87, an 84, and a 65, so I let myself down game three, but I cheese, I made some average mistakes, and these are the mistakes (laughs) that I don't want to make again, and the first mistake I made in the first game was I charged avocado, and I charged some eight-bound, and I started with my weakest combat first. Guess who interrupted? A Brutalis into Avocado
1: That's a paddling That's That's a
0: a paddling And that is is what makes me The average player, Simon Hanson If you're listening, I hope you're giggling Because we (laughs) had a great big giggle About this when it happened He goes, I'm interrupting, and I'm like Oh my fucking god Avocado's (laughs) going to die I mean, he's a glass cannon as it is He goes down, he normally kills Something, then he dies but uh, yeah, I even fought on death and this brutalis just laughed at him. I mean, I shouldn't have put him into the brutalis anyway. Anyway, lots, these are lots the of, that make me yeah. an average player.
1: And Does this mean I can call him Smashed Avocado for you? You can call <laughs> him a Smashed Avocado.
0: Absolutely. He is so hipster. He is uh-huh. smashed. Um, so for me, going into 10th, I take 12 months of competitive experience, 12 months of great networking, 12 months of friendships made a podcast started new armies acquired better understanding of the game better understanding of my opponent's factions and let, let's call it uh, wipe the slate clean and and have another go i
1: like it and i like it it's if, a,
0: like, if anyone in our listenership has never played competitively There is not a better time to come out and have a go because everyone's going to be making mistakes now. You are not going to be the only ones. We're going to be making rules mistakes. We're going to be interpreting things in peculiar ways. We're going to read things different ways. And yeah, um, if you're ever worried about how you're going to look or how you're going to feel, we're all going to be feeling that.
1: 100%. Like it's it's one of the best times to start. I know a lot of people who, who start or come back at the start of an edition. I've got a good friend of mine, shout out to Kirk, who came around and helped relieve me of some of that giant space slot that I bought in, in return for some lovely resin bases for my elder. And he was having a chat with me. He goes, I'm really excited to jump back in in 10th. He <laughs> has recently also become a dad. So he's part of the dad hammer group that we've, we've got going on apparently across Australia, the resurgence of dad. But he he's super excited to come back at the start of 10th and i'm i'm low-key going to be planning and organizing probably the crappest of crappest rtt's when 10th drops so we can all make a million mistakes but i'm going to host it in my garage because i'm going to be able to fit three tables i'll borrow some terrain from irresistible force and i'll have three tables and there'll be six of us at my house playing learning failing stuffing up cheering the new addition so that's that's how I'm going to kick off 10th with, with my own averageness as well. I think wiping the slate clean for a new edition is always a good thing. I look at my successes and failures throughout 9th. Um, I've definitely played a lot less given the the Warhammer life balance. I don't think I quite hit the same highs individually that I hit in 8th. I was fortunate enough to podium a few times. I won a GT with Elder and Harlequins back in eighth, which is a pretty big deal for me. But one thing I really noticed in ninth is my team's performance skyrocketed. I, I had a few teams that I captained to some really good results looking at the calibre of players that we had and the calibers we played against. And then last, last year went on a bit of a tear for teams. So I went went to ATC, we won that. Went to V T C with Eric and the Handsome Brothers, we won that. Went to V T C again, placed in the top Five or six, we we're playing for third actually uh, against some SA boys. I think it was SA and New South Wales combined where I played the lovely John O'Bishop who will forever scar me with exploding planes in my face. Went to Gladiator Gaming with a rad bunch of guys. It was a, an awesome little event where I took the Knights, which was a step out for me. And we came fourth again. We we're playing for third in that last round. That was a round we managed to draw to not drop, but you know, coming fourth the top 3 teams ahead of us was like Queensland and WTC players Queensland and WTC players Victorian players then us so we were we were stoked so for me I've I definitely feel an improvement in my teams and I think moving forward into 10th I I want to keep on going with the teams I truly believe it's the best way to play 40k it's the most fun you have you get more camaraderie you get more joy out of losses than you ever do in singles so for me I guess I'm just going to try and keep that keep that level of competitiveness and success but I want to dip my toes back into singles I want to kind of challenge myself a little bit and see when I'm not being carried by fantastic players how well can I actually go by myself the, the
0: meta and the quality of player in Australia is going to keep any player honest Like you, you have a think about it we've got the world championship team spread out across australia we have the shark tank that is the queensland player base i mean <laughs> put together a a team's team and it's like who, who are we going to upset by not inviting you compare that to south australia right who can get the time off work <laughs> who has a broad understanding of the game and who can get in it look uh, uh, and I, I love south australia and we, we're going to Send a better team next year for to gun for that uh second place. Um, <laughs> the battle but, for second um, comes back. The battle the battle for second comes back, yeah. And look it, it the and I haven't said it yet this episode. This renaissance it is an absolute renaissance that we're in. Um
1: Dude, I think say, I've lost uh, you.
0: You've frozen on my screen, Michael. I'm not sure if Whoa. this is recording. Are you back? Hopefully. so
1: right, the last no the last thing I heard was the battle for second continues we're going to send a better team average podcasters yarray.
0: yeah 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 no 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 I think yeah just had a bit of bit of lag in the interwebs um yeah we're in this renaissance I haven't said it yet this episode so there you go box ticked I've mentioned the renaissance
1: and well, we need to I do gathering that, storm bingo
0: yeah absolutely um do a shot and doesn't say renaissance
1: Um <laughs> well even just and, tick and off boxes really and if, if someone ticks off all the boxes I'll send them something beautiful I have, I will, we'll have to yeah we'll have to make one I will, I will ask Phil I'll ask Phil for surprise support yeah um, I'll, I'll check in with John too but I, I, I may or may yeah. not have bo- boxes and I don't mean like A but I mean boxes of stuff in my cupboard yeah I just moved so. house too so Yeah, I've been here for 8 months Right, I've been here for (laughs) (laughs) 2 My
0: boxes are now Well, I honestly hope that The current player base goes over to 10th And I hope we pick up Some new players along the way And I hope everyone in your respective states Listening to this nurtures those new players in The same way that I was nurtured in 12 months ago Um We're very lucky to have the Neophyte stream here in Adelaide. I think it's something that should be replicated in every other state. Talk to your TOs, talk to your organizers. See if you can get that low-key, non-battle-ready, low-pressure tournament going for the first-time competition players. I played my first Neophyte tournament and then quickly realized that I didn't want to play Neophyte anymore. I wanted to play Acolyte being the more experienced because I thought I'm only going to learn more playing against good players
1: yeah look 100% it just meant that
0: I, I, I'm i going to lose more but as I say you've got to lose a thousand games of chess before you get good at it because um, you're, you're going to learn something new every time and as long as you're asking your opponent what would have you done differently, what do you think I could have done better uh, get that feedback yeah 100% percent actually talking about it Improving the average status of the game this time around um,
1: One, one thing I really did you do
0: really TLDR like... on your elder? Yes,
1: yes, you did. Yes,
0: you did. Yes, you oh, did. F- Sorry,
1: make me second guess myself on a Friday night. Uh, one thing I really like, and I really, really encourage other TOs to support, is like that first, that first tournament of tenth. Whatever, whatever your first tournament is, if it's within, you know, six to eight weeks of tenth dropping, you know, a lot of people are like, yep. Yeah, let's go let's get fire and we're pumped is label it as like an intro to 10th and drop the battle ready requirement just yep. say look everyone everyone gets battle ready for this battle ready or not so people can try some new stuff that you might not have time for looking at that Warhammer life balance like just for the first
0: extend the game length too like maybe make it two games over like make it
1: yeah or do a four game RTT oh, GT RTT we have two on the Saturday and two on the Sunday and that's it
0: yeah
1: just so allow, allow a
0: bit more time yeah allow a bit more time just to yeah. refer to rules
1: and. or if you get real lucky like I I cannot speak highly enough of new edition thousand point tournaments thousand points 1250 oh, yeah, yeah. just
0: actually that's yeah play three of those in a day you might be able to get yeah. four in
1: I, I remember I'm, the good old days of Tiny Hammer at my local games workshop store it used to be 750 points that epic? no no, 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 not, not that tiny hammer. But it used to be 750 points. Wow. So very, very small. And we used to pump out four or five games a day. And these are the games, the tournaments I would frequent when I was between the ages of 18 and 24 on a Saturday. So I would frequent these ridiculously hungover. So I would take... The easiest list possible oh, at 750 yes. points and it was you had to have one of every slot and you could have one wildcard slot and i just went right i'm going to put in as many elder strength six shots as possible because if i'm shooting you with 62 strength six shots 750 points you're dead and that's great and so you were
0: bringing a meme to a non-meme event
1: i was i was bringing a gun to a knife fight 100 percent i went like cool and they looked at my list and like oh what does it do i'm like well, this has 30, this has 24 shots. This has 24 shots. This has 12 shots. This has 12 shots. This has six shots. And they're all at strength six and they'd look at me like, and their face would just fall a little bit. I've does had, this uh, inc- does sorry, this
0: encourage people to come back.
1: <laughs> look, but I'm going to tell, tell you a story. I'm going to tell you a story. So, in one event, by the time I got to game three out of game five, I had lost a grand total of three models. I had played for a grand total of one hour and three minutes across these three games. And, That's not fun at the end of the event I won first place and I won best sport wow okay because apparently a hungover Michael groaning and dying across the table as he picks up buckets of dice struggling to read the numbers with blurry eyes is hilarious when he's just picking up your army
0: so you were the best sport in that you were piss fit
1: to play 40k the next day and um, and it was just funny like and i'm talking they used to have a bell and the bane of my existence was this bell cuz many 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 moons ago i may have been a casual at this game's workshop store and they used to look at me with an evil look on their eyes and they grab a hold of this bell and they would just go hard ding-a-ling and i'm literally on the painting table face in face on table head in hands like please kill me now
0: i have one question to round up the podcast and I think we've got about no, four minutes.
1: Yeah, a generous generous four minutes. We we we, we can generous four minutes. Because that, we've that's got what out that's, out that's what I told part. my partner we've too. gonna yeah. <laughs> <All right, look. laughs> have a generous four, four
0: minutes. Generous four minutes. Yeah. Uh, that'll feel like thirty seconds. Yep. Um,
1: talking it out.
0: Oh. Oh, is this
1: more <sighs> than four minutes? Nah, you're good. You're good. We can touch on it, and if if at the end of four okay. minutes we go anymore. Simon Hansen and I needed to talk
0: out that first game. The As it's as it turned out I think I was about 20 points up and we we talked it out because he'd all but tabled me like we were at that point and I was hanging on to a few chaos spawn and a few other things. Talking it out can be both good and bad. Talking it out the prerogative of both people is to win talking it out the prerogative of both people is to pitch something as a fader complete as in this would have definitely happened
1: Uh, like a unstoppable outcome
0: yeah correct I think if you're gonna talk it out and TO's would be grimacing but I think talking it out is an important part of the game if you do run out of time because if we had played tournament rules I would have beaten Simon by 20 points. I don't think that was fair because I had first turn and he should get that swing of his 5th turn, particularly with primary, like he would have scored an auto 12. He was 20 points behind, right there's 12, the differential is now 8. He was doing Retrieve Battlefield Data, he probably would have maxed on that because I didn't have a great deal on the board. I can't remember what his other secondaries were anyway. What it turned out being is I won on Blood Tithe, swapping those (laughs) wretched points for, um, for victory points, but I felt it was my duty to let Simon talk it out, especially given I had first turn and he needed that fifth turn swing. I've also played another game where I went second and my opponent didn't want to talk it out. He goes, that no, rules are dice down. Whatever the score is, the score is. And I'm like, that is just so not cool because clearly I'm going to get that fifth turn primary swing, which is going to win me the game. Anyway, we had to call the TO over and they adjudicated it and we had to settle on a draw.
1: Okay. What's your okay. take on this, Michael? Well, I think this is a fantastic topic. And after listening to you, I go this is definitely going to come up again in a future podcast because I can't give enough justice to this answer in a generous four minutes, but, cool. but
0: let's get some discussion going in the, on the, on the page. Let's,
1: let's call it out. Guys, have you ever talked out a game? Have you been happy to yeah. talk out a game? Has it been a good experience? Has it been a bad experience? Is it necessary? Now, I, I have played in some woefully low competitive games where me and my mates are just game absolutely smashed at home and you don't need to talk about then because you'll take four hours for one game. But I've played in some ridiculously competitive games before too where my opponent and I have used a clock and the argument, and this comes into that, you know, talking it out. I'm going to tie this in here because this will give us a whole episode. The clock, how to use it as a tool We had a, clock. a weapon.
0: We, we had a clock. We had a Ooh. we had a clock. I religiously have a clock, but we didn't use the clock to effect. We were both forgetting to hit Look, the button. I think you're gone again. I think I just
1: dropped out again. Dude, I, I lost you for... Yeah. We, yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah.
1: We. You had a clock. We you had religiously a clock. tapped the clock.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, we did, but we, we forgot to do it a couple of times, and it wasn't fair on Simon, and it wasn't fair on me. We had to talk it out. My, I'm, I'm going to pose my solution to this, and we can talk about it in on the Facebook chat. Is if you are going to talk it out, someone it doesn't have to be a TO, but someone neutral, not bipartisan to each player. So you can't bring your friend over, and I can't bring my friend over. Let's get that guy over there that we know is a good player, who is totally neutral, the outcome of this game does not affect him emotionally because you're not his friend, or, or if if it if it can be a TO, a TO would be better. But ideally, someone neutral to come and adjudicate, and you have to accept their ruling. Because oh, see, that's, I think yeah, talking that's, it out—that's that, that, a that, tough that, one, that dude. With, it, it is because I think talking it out can get a bit heated too. Oh, because you're like, especially well, this when it happened. gets big. But it, sometimes you've got to roll the dice just to say, "Well, let, let's roll the dice and see if that actually would have happened."
1: And and then um, th- anyway, the variables that pop up, I've, like I've I've had that conversation with opponents several times, and gone, look, the only thing that really matters in this next turn that's going to be a five point swing, is this. Let's see if that happens, and if that happens, yeah. then then we'll do that. But we'll we'll save it. We get some people, like feel free to message us, feel free to post yeah. the page. Like go go hard here, guys, because I'm sure that we've yeah, all been in that position. Let's chat it out. I I have a good story, actually, regarding an essay. Player who was almost roundly embarrassed by one humble, humble, very, very humble average elder player in Queensland. So I'll save that story for next week. But if you happen to be called Josh Engelke, I'm coming for you, buddy. It's going to be a good one.
0: Engeliki. Um Yeah, look, two pieces of homework for the listenership. Post your favorite memory of ninth. Again, let's make it a positive one because we can all harp on the negatives. And when this got nerfed and that got nerfed, and and this, how was this was stupid. Good, good or? this was shit. This was stupid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, just the one thing that you'll go, "Geez, Ninth, no, I remember that, and that was good." And yeah. let's talk, let's talk it out, talking it out.
1: Yeah, talk about talking it out. I love that. Nice. Yeah, I, I, can't wait to share my favorite moment of night when, uh, when we reconvene next week. Yeah. But until then, guys, thank you so much for all your listenership your support your comments your positive negative constructive whatever it is we really appreciate it we're really excited stoked to have both you know john and phil from irresistible force and dragon's lair on board super happy absolutely loving it and can't wait to talk again to you guys next week
0: F an oath and um we won't be talking next week because i'll be at Terracon. um so Uh, i'll be by the fire down don't no, do you like this well maybe uh, maybe we'll have a campfire podcast because they do like the Ooh. campfire next to the shed down at down at narrow Court there and if i can get my phone to work and make it a, a reliable podcast, <laughs> tool maybe we'll see if we can get something going or either that um i may just record some stuff for michael to throw up i might just do a bit of a walk around after i get tabled in my first game and uh just got try and two hours, a few right? people Yeah, two hours for Two and a half, mate. Come on.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Sounds good, guys. Alrighty. We'll catch you next time. Thank you very eh? much. Bye. See
0: ya. Bye.